the Advisor Insight Podcast, where we provide informative, insightful content for financial advisors and planners to help you grow your business, your knowledge, and your client base. I'm your host, Andrew Sheena, and today we're discussing personal branding for financial advisors, what it means and why it's important. I'm very grateful this morning to be joined by Paul Martin, who is a Divisional Director at Bruin Dolphin. He has over 28 years experience in financial services and has achieved national recognized success across a number of high profile firms. He provides mentoring and personal development support to colleagues in their wider regional offices and is a regular speaker on national calls around both business and personal development initiatives. So thanks once again, Paul, for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. We've spoken before about the work that you've been doing with personal branding and showing people how it can be done and the benefits. One thing to really get us started, Paul, why is personal branding so important for advisors in today's world? Okay, Andrew, um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to sort of have a chat with you around this. Uh, the first thing to say is I don't have a silver bullet. And when it comes to personal branding, there isn't a template that it's one size fits all. But why, why is it so important in, in the world of, of what we do? Quite simply, I think it's a differentiator. I think it's one of the very few things that we can actually directly shape and influence. We can't, we can't say the same for investment performance. You know, we can't say to a client, I can guarantee you this, but we can guarantee how we interact and engage. And I think the reason it's so important is our industry is a, a very emotive industry. You're, you're playing on emotions. It's very personal. And I think um, your brand can help set you apart. I think it can build trust. And it reflects who you are. And I have a, a, a well-worn phrase that I always use, which is it's always a case of being a first-rate version of you and not a second-rate version of, of anybody else. And uh, as Jeff Bezos says, uh, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Yeah, very true. And do you think that's perhaps a, an under undervalued part of the marketing for financial advisors is the actual personality and character of that person. I really, really do. And uh, a lot of companies spend thousands and thousands of pounds on marketing product material, but ultimately yeah. a product will not sell itself. It is down to the individual in our world. And um, yet we all have a story to tell. It's how you tell it. But you're absolutely right, Andrew. I don't think enough people stand back and think, actually, what is the key to this? You know, my own approach is every every client meeting I have, even after 27 years, if you're pitching for new business, I'll do like a critique. What went well? How did I approach that? But nothing related to products. It's all around how did I engage with the client? Did I sell my personal brand? Because ultimately, I think it's the personal brand that people will home in on. No, I think that's very true. And it's it's very much the case when you're meeting new clients or even existing clients, it feels like because we're, when you're in the industry, you think about all of the planning techniques and the products, as you say, and the strategies. But for the client, it often comes down to whether they feel comfortable, whether they have that trust in you, what they think about you as a person, whether they, it's, it's a very emotive subject because they're effectively putting their their life's plans or their, their financial plans at the very least in your hands. So it's really important that they buy into you as a person, not just your strategies and your 
framework. I agree. I mean, I always call them chemistry meetings. You know, if I'm talking to a potential new client, we'll have that chemistry meeting because if the chemistry isn't there, then nothing will move forward. And you do almost have to be like a chameleon. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to shape your approach. You could be dealing with a young entrepreneur in his 20s. You could be dealing with a widower in their 70s. And I think you have to be, uh, you have to adapt your personal brand almost to reflect the target audience. Uh, I think that is very, very important. But it is so simple. You know, I say personal branding isn't about having a silver bullet. It's just yeah. how you tell your story. You know, lots of people have a good, great story to tell. And I meet so many interesting people that when I, when I speak to them, they come out with all these great things. But they don't put that on the likes of their um, LinkedIn profile. And you know, I do a lot of work around LinkedIn as a platform. I think it's a very, very powerful tool. And I think for many advisors out there, if you are on LinkedIn, at least have a decent profile that promotes your personal brand. Absolutely. And I think something you touched upon when we were speaking before was when you were saying about how people check you out beforehand. And we know when we talk about the sales cycle and the number of touch points that you need to have with a with a customer or with a client. And I think it's, it's, it's something like seven uh, before they actually engage and do business. And do you think that in the way things are nowadays, some of those touch points actually happen prior to meeting because they are going to check you out online. They are going to have a look at your profile, have a look at your background, do a search on you. Absolutely. Um, and that's what, the, that's what the digital world uh, allows these days. And I, I said earlier, Andrew, that, for example, buying a car, you can go online and you can check out cars on Autotrader or garages these days before you even go to the showroom. And similarly, in our industry, is there's a good chance that people will do a Google uh, search if they were meeting Paul Martin, for example. And a lot of the time, it will lead you to something like LinkedIn. And it yeah. does frustrate me when you see people who are on LinkedIn, but they've made no effort whatsoever to promote themselves or, or make an effort. In that case, don't bother being on there. And it's not, it's not about arrogance. It's not about look at me. It literally is, here's my story. Now, we yeah. know that you're going to tell that in person. You're going to bring it to life. And that's where the empathy comes in. But at least it does allow one of those touch points. But it's very, very important. I understand. I think people perhaps don't focus enough on that as they should do. One of the things that I was, I was going to add to that is what do you think holds people back from promoting themselves and their brand? Do you think it's to do with confidence or do you think it's to do with sort of uncertainty? I think 100% to start with is confidence. And uh, you know, confidence, I think, is, is the platform builder for, for everything. And uh, in my career and in a lot of the work I do now with working with Leeds University, with, with younger colleagues, it is about confidence. So I can go to Leeds University and say to a room of 50 students who have got brains far bigger than me, I can say something as simple as, what is 10 times 10? <laughs> we know what the answer is. We know the answer is 100. But you will get 50 people who all look at each other and nobody will say the answer because confidence, they think it's a trick question, they think they're going to be wrong. So you're right, you know, confidence to me isn't about, in our industry, it's not walking into a room networking, thinking you're better than, than anybody else. Confidence is about not having to compare yourself to, to anybody else in the first place. I think that's very, very powerful. 
And, you know, we will get work experience uh, people into Leeds. We'll get 16-year-olds come in, and on day one, they're as quiet as a church mouse. By day three and four, you can't keep them down because their confidence has grown. And that really enthuses me. And, you know, confidence isn't about will people like me. It's about I'll be fine if they don't. But coming back to your question, I would say confidence. But again, there's no silver bullet. Sit down, reflect, believe in yourself, back yourself, but always be this first-rate version of you. Don't try and be anybody else and good things will happen. I think that's really important and it's a good reminder for people that they need to have that buy into themselves to put themselves out there. What about time? Do you think people will have a limiting factor because they think they haven't got time to do it or they don't think it's important? Well, first of all, the second part of your question, if they don't think it's important, I think it's absolutely crucial. Yeah. We all have a personal brand. You know, we all know that when we go see our friends, you know, we meet them and we, we might not have seen them for, for ages in lockdown, but we'll re-engage straight away because we have that confidence. But I yeah. think time around professional branding is something to me that is far more important than product branding. So... I always believe as well, if something's important enough, you will make the time. So I wouldn't really accept as an excuse, I don't have the time to to sit down and look at personal branding. I know people who sat down and reviewed their LinkedIn profile for half an hour and the feedback I've had afterwards, they feel so much better. The impact that has had on them when they can see the improvements that they made. So the time and effort is well worth it. And I guess nowadays as well, where you might not necessarily have the opportunity to meet a client in person and really get across your personality or build that trust with them. It's even more important that you actually create that footprint and that awareness online of of showing who you are and showing what you can do. Well, it comes back to that touch point before meetings, but also after meetings, because for example, if if we were engaged now and this was the first time we'd spoken, Andrew, and, and I was trying you know, this is related towards advisors. If I was trying to make a great impression of myself and my firm, then there's a good chance afterwards, or I could say at the end, go away and just, you know, reflect on my LinkedIn profile. You know, it will show you what my, I told you what my experience was. It will, it will give you some information on there. So it has lots, it's out there all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week globally. So it's all, there. it's, it's your three dimensional business card. And it comes yeah. back to if people, who might listen to this thing, you know, I don't rate LinkedIn. I think it's a waste of time. That's fine if you don't have a profile. But if you have a profile and you think it's a waste of time, take your profile off because you're selling, you're selling yourself short. That's an interesting way of looking at it. It's better to have no no presence there than, than a presence that's not complete. Absolutely, because, again, it, it, if it's not done properly, it can actually be a negative against you. And, and, and people will have, again, confidence. There will be some people who don't have a profile, but they could actually say, look, I don't use social, I don't use digital media because I don't use Facebook, for example. LinkedIn is the only medium I use because I think it's very professional. Yeah. But back to, there is no one-size-fits-all template. It's what you're comfortable with. And I've had people approach me to say, will you write a profile for me? I've had people offer me money to write a profile for me. The answer is no. But if I can see people put the time and effort into to drafting something and I can see that they care about their personal branding, I'll give them that support for free anyway. That's very generous. And it obviously shows how, how important you think that side of thing is for people. 
I think it is for, for younger people. And, uh, you know, COVID has made me reflect on lots of things. I know how tough it is out there. And again, you know, we do a lot of development work with young people and students. And I think for anybody listening to this podcast, it is worth looking around and saying, right, how might I help develop others, but learn from them as well? So, for example, a lot of our younger colleagues, their own personal branding has been really enhanced by them engaging with other younger people. You know, whether or not in Brewing Dolphin, it's people meeting young accountants and young solicitors. People think the word networking, you know, it can be quite daunting. Net networking is not about swapping business cards. Networking is just talking to people, finding out about them. What do you do? You don't, you don't have to have referrals to have meetings. I think that's what puts a lot of people off. But the confidence grows, and as confidence grows, personal branding gets better, and it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for the individual, and it's a win-win for the firm they work for as well. Yeah, and probably for the client too, because they get to make better decisions about who they want to work with and who they feel fits well with them. Yeah, because I think confidence comes across with client relationships. And remember, there's a, there is this line between arrogance and confidence. But being confident in yourself and being confident in the firm you work for, being confident in the service you provide, these are all the tick points for the confidence that the client is going to have in you. And it really is simple as that. I, I never went to university, Andrew. I don't have a degree. You know, I've, I've learned a lot of this from, from hard knocks and, and, and just learning from other people myself. Mm-hmm. Feeling ideas. I'm like a sponge. Even at my, my stage of my career, I still learn from younger people as well. And I will factor a lot of that into, right, how do I promote myself? How do I? It isn't a case of my personal branding is complete. It's been complete for the last 10 years. I don't have to change anything. We're always shaping and evolving what we do. Mm, that's interesting. So it's, it's an ongoing process that's ever developing. And I guess that, that was one of the questions that I was going to ask you, because as with any commercial brand, your personal brand is going to have values and identity that people probably need to put a bit of thought into. So what do people need to consider when they're creating their personal brand? Well, first of all, it's, it's about you. It's, it's almost like getting a blank piece of paper and just putting down the things you enjoy. What do you think you're good at and why? What perhaps might you not be good at and why? And how might you improve those? I think it's just really a case of where do I add value? Again, in our industry... It's no good you thinking you're great at something. It's where can I really add value to the, to the client? Because that's what I always think. I actually think, what will my competitors be saying on a beauty parade to this client? How can I come up with something different? Because there will be no advisor listening to this podcast, Andrew, who has that silver bullet product. You know, yeah. we all have the same products. We all have the same services. No matter how we kid ourselves about ours are better than anybody else's. Remember, we can't guarantee investment performance. It really is a case of how can I add value over and above what you know, my day-to-day offering might do. But I think, again, just make some notes. Sit down and write down what your PowerPoints are, and you will surprise yourself. And I guess it's, it's a case of not overthinking either. I think, again, too many people try and overcomplicate things. Too many people try and be smart. They think they have to sort of say things or put things down just for the sake of it. It really is as simple as that. You know, people buy people. Don't overcomplicate, as you've said. Don't overpromise. 
and uh, and don't get caught out either. Yeah, I was going to say on that on that point that you said about don't get caught out. What what drawbacks do people need to be aware of? What do they need to? Is there any sort of risks that they that they should be considering? I think as long as you're true to yourself, don't come across on personal branding as I say as being arrogant. I think we have to accept that all of us in life. We are salespeople at the end of the day. You know, people hate the word sales. But let's be honest, none of us are working for charities uh, who probably listen to this. It's how you dress that up. Um, it's, it is literally just about being a good human being. It's the value that you're going to add. But the pitfalls I see are people not being themselves, people trying to copy what others have done. Right. Really, you, you know then, you have always got that niggling doubt in your head with your own personal brand. You try to be something you're not. And we all have different levels of confidence. You know, where I work now, I know that there are certain initiatives that I can get some people involved with. They'll grasp it with both hands. If I offer that to somebody else with different confidence levels, they will shy away from it. So it literally is, you know, it's not one size fits all. Be the chameleon that I mentioned earlier where you can adapt your style to whoever's in front of you. Don't just have one answer to every potential question you could be asked. Have different answers to reflect the person who you might be speaking to, whether or not it's someone who's really technical or it's somebody who's not as technical and wants things in simple English. And yeah. that's the feeling I do see. I, I do see a lot of people far more qualified and technically gifted than me, but they can't string a sentence together that the client can understand. Yes, I, I guess that's that's something, you know, and it always comes back to that. And you, you've mentioned it a few times. It's just that engagement with the clients because you can demonstrate the knowledge, you can demonstrate the, the technical uh, ability when it comes to that part of the job and that part of the role. But you also need to get across other points to potential clients. And, and it's not just about those points. It's about your personality and the empathy you have I do, th I do think that's what a lot of people miss. I think a lot of people, Andrew, will go into a meeting and they almost have this mental checklist that they've got to get everything across that is product and firm related. My checklist, first of all, is flipping around. It is the empathy side. It is making the people feel comfortable. And one mistake that people do make, and I've seen this over the years, is something so simple where if there's a husband and wife and the husband is the one who seems to know everything, I know advisors who have just spoken to the husband. It's like the wife doesn't exist. They're both important. You know, don't make any assumptions. Don't go into meetings assuming the level of knowledge. This all comes out by if too many people will go in with a PowerPoint presentation and come hell or high water, they're going to go through those slides uh, in the detail they want. You have to be gauged by the client. And it's an evolving process. Sometimes I've been in meetings that have gone completely differently to how I might have thought in, in the beginning, but I've had the, the confidence to be able to adapt and, and, and you know, ride those along. You, you're going to get the curveballs come out, out from nowhere. You've got to ride with those because if you lose that confidence and you don't believe or back yourself, the client will see that. Absolutely. And I think that's, as you've referred to along, it's about having that, uh, that confidence in yourself and being true to yourself. So you're not having to, or you're probably not having to, think too much laterally because it's trusting yourself to have those answers trusting yourself to respond in the right way it is and i think some people who might be listening to this podcast might think well you know where are these gems where are these silver bullets where are these nuggets 
um, that I can, you know, learn from. Well, you know, anybody listening should really just think, you know what, I could go away. I, I am that person. You know, I am myself. I've, I've got a good story to tell. You've got to have some confidence, I think, to be an advisor. But I've got a story to tell. It's how you tell it. It's not the story you, you can have. You know, I watch Dragon's Den and I see uh, people who've got a great idea, but they don't sell themselves properly. And if you don't sell it, it won't come across opportunity lost. Because I think in our industry, you know, it, it ultimately, if one firm was the best, everybody will be that one firm. The yeah. successful people are ones who back themselves with a good personal branding. And as I say, I think in the new world we're moving into, I think having that personal branding, especially online, is is more crucial than ever before. Absolutely. And I think that's a really, really valid point because the world that we, I guess the world that we live in now is there is less personal interaction face-to-face. There is so much more that happens online, that takes place online, that people research online, how they have more time to, to look online. So it's it's almost becoming more and more important to have that presence there that people can look at. It will, it will happen. I mean, recruiters do it all the time. You know, it's the fact that if you go for, um, if you're applying for a job, 99 guarantee somebody is going to look online at what your profile is and um, you know I, I speak to a lot of the, uh, the students we help them with their preparation on, on LinkedIn and you know I've said to them if you're going for a job interview have a look online at the person who's going to be interviewing you you know their name and people said I don't do that because it looks like I'm being nosy to me it shows initiative I think you know you would expect people to and if you're an advisor and you are proud of your firm and what you do, then you've got a great opportunity to showcase it. Because this three-dimensional business card I, I spoke about, if if we met each other, Andrew, face-to-face, I give you a business card, Paul Martin, Divisional Director, Brewing Dolphin, telephone number, email address. What does that tell you? In my last role at Barclays, I was a vice president. What the hell did that mean? You know, one down from the president. <laughs> it doesn't tell you anything, really. Whereas... You know, I can say at the end of a, a beauty parade to a guy who's exiting his business, if it's appropriate, my LinkedIn profile, it just gives you, uh, you know, an overview yeah. of, of, of what I've done. And, it, and if I'm comfortable with that, then then fine. If I, I wouldn't mention that, but it can actually make a difference. Yeah, I can see that. And it definitely, as you say, it paints a much broader picture of the, of the advisor because, you know, for example, looking at your your LinkedIn profile, by seeing all the things that you share, by seeing all the things that you comment on and by seeing how you comment, I can get a much broader picture or better picture of you as a person and were I a client, would I want to then work with you based on all of these things? And I think how you just said that it's how you post on on things like LinkedIn. I mean, obviously LinkedIn could be a completely separate podcast. It's such a, it's such a powerful tool. But if you're putting it with your personal brand, then, you know, I, for example, will comment on local business owners, on entrepreneurs, and you can give them a name check. And I, I've done some recently, which, you know, I really admire. I love hearing stories. I love hearing entrepreneur stories. But I know if they come back and they view my profile, hopefully they can see that I'm a credible person. And they haven't even met me. I've never even, I've not even spoke to them yet. But it's yeah. just something where I can almost give them my own personal product brochure rather than just product pushing, because I think a lot of people will hide behind a glossy brochure. You know, here is what my firm do. 
these are our services, et cetera, et cetera. What about yeah. how am I going to look after you? What promises am I going to make? I can't, I can't guarantee investment performance, but I can guarantee a first-class service. How am I going to do that? What value am I going to add? To me, that's what I want to hear over and above. This is what this product does. Absolutely. So it really goes to show that it's, it's giving a much more complete proposition because it's not just the company and the products. It's you, the advisor, and the service that, that they're going to get from, from you as well. Yeah, because what we do, Andrew, it's not transactional. We're talking about long-term relationships. Long-term relationships, they have to be built on trust. Because let's be yeah. honest, any advisor, any of us on this call, meeting a client for the first time, we can promise in the earth. We can make things sound as fantastic as we want to be. But if you are found out, you know, I say to clients, I don't want to promise things. And in a year's time, you think this is nothing how it was explained because you will walk. You know, I lose out, you lose out, nobody benefits. And I think a lot of what we do is, is, is about credibility and integrity. Yeah. And it comes back to just be honest. I don't know the answer to lots of questions. I'll hold my hand up to the client and say, I don't know, but I will find out. I've seen too many people blag the way through because they, they think they have to uh, provide answers all the time. We're all humans. At the end of the day, yeah. you know, successful people, we have fears, we have doubts, we have worries, but you don't let your feelings stop that. You, you work around it. You, do, you, you deliver what you promise. Very interesting. And it, it just goes to show that it's important to provide that bigger picture and to provide that personality to you and what you're going to deliver based on your values. You're exactly right, Andrew. And I come back to this court. This isn't, you know, this isn't a teaching for anybody to go away and think, right, this is how I will do it. If, any, if I was listening to a podcast like this, it would just be a case of, right, let me just take a step back. In, in 2021, we're in, we're in a completely different world and think, right, I know I've got a personal brand. We all have. But am I really promoting that? Am I really exposing myself in the best way? Because too many people make assumptions and I, I could meet lots of people listening to this. They'd tell me some fantastic things about themselves. But I bet if I went out to try and find that on, on the Internet, someone wouldn't tell them. They wouldn't tell yeah. me. And a lot of it's just factual information. You know, when, I, when I speak to some of my junior colleagues and it just says investment management assistant ruined all thing. And I start talking to them and they tell me that they work on a team of five responsible for 300 million pounds of uh, client money. But this is all gold dust. And I say, exactly the sort of thing that you should be putting on your profile. You know, what do you do in your day to day job to add value? And it's like the light bulb goes on. And that's not being arrogant. That's just being factual saying all you're doing you're not saying how good you are. You're not saying, oh, I'm the best investment management assistant. You're just saying, oh, this is what I do. Yeah. Very, very powerful. So I think that the, the takeaway really for people who are listening, for advisors who are listening to this and recognize that they need to do or they'd like to do something better in terms of their profile and their, their personal branding is to really think about themselves, what they and again, it's that I don't want to, the word you use is people, it's not arrogant. So what they're proud of, but not in an arrogant way, but what they believe in themselves that they can do and they can deliver for people and really try and showcase that alongside engaging with people and, and showing their personality and showing their values. It's as simple as that, Andrew. It really is. Fantastic. Well, I think, I think that's really, really valuable. And as we've sort of touched upon 
a few times in in the conversation today, Paul, is that it's, it's becoming more and more important as things change in the world and as potential clients become more aware of what research they can do. Your personal brand and your personal presence is going to be just as important as those products and the services that you can offer. So it's really important to show that off. And again, show that off in a good way, not with any negative yeah. uh, connotations, but really show show who you are and show you what you deliver. I think, again, in this new world of robo-advice and, and, and the digital world, the likes of personal branding are going to be even more key than they've ever been. And, uh, you know, the opportunity to meet people face to face. I mean, with Zoom calls and everything else, the genie's out of the bottle. I think it's always going to be here to stay. And there will be yeah. some people who say, oh, I'll have that initial meeting via a Zoom. You know, they will have been on LinkedIn. I, I don't, people think I get paid by LinkedIn, but there is no better, <laughs> there is no better platform, Andrew. And it's free to, to showcase yourself. But in the, in the new world we are heading into, personal branding and self-confidence Again, not having to compare yourself to anybody else and thinking that, yeah, you'll be okay, whatever whatever happens. It helps you not just in your own business life, professional life. I think it helps in your own personal life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, I think that, that's really fascinating, Paul. Thank you. And I think hopefully think people listening to this will have a lot of value to take from that. And hopefully they'll have some things that they'll actually implement and take away and put into their put into practice. So that's really helpful. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Andrew.